0: Welcome back to
1: Your Tech Report. For gadget news and reviews, click to yourtechreport.com. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Flatlow Mitchell Woodfield with you on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report, facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Of course, our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Your Tech Report. One of these places where you're going to find a lot of cool content that we put together. Uh, unfortunately, no VR content, which is why we have our, our next interview on tap, which is with a, a, a gentleman by the name of David Offhauser. David, welcome to Your Tech Report. You're the managing director at Intel Sports. That's a pretty big title. What does that mean?
0: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. It's great to be here today. Uh, what that basically means is I am in charge of overseeing our product experiences in market and how those things get implemented with our customers.
1: Well, so, so let me give you a little story. So uh, a while back, probably about two and a half years ago, Mitchell and I were, I think we were in a conversation with LG, and we were talking about one of their first 360 experiences. And, and Mitchell and I, Mitchell, we come from you know broadcast backgrounds. I do a lot of live broadcast stuff on the audio side in sports. So the things we kind of focused in on was, the fact that one day we're going to be able to experience events that we can't necessarily get to for whatever reason. Can't buy a ticket, can't fly across the world to experience something. Uh, maybe people with disabilities can't experience something. So we're going to start to see the immersion of new content, for example, concerts. Uh, and sporting events was obviously on, on the top of that list. And the reason for our conversation today is because you announced, or, or, or the PGA Tour announced, a partnership with Intel for VR coverage of six upcoming tournaments. What exactly does that mean at the end of the day to a consumer? What kind of experience can they get out of that?
0: So at the end of the day, we are building technology that will enable fans to experience content like they have never been able to do before. So if you think about the evolution of how fans consume content, you go way back and you think, you know, reading print, then listening on the radio... Then, uh, building on top of that to be able to watch on TV, and then we're in this new dynamic where you can watch content anywhere from any device. Well, the next phase, which has just begun, which we are pushing and pioneering is being able to experience content and to experience things that you could not otherwise experience and so with the PGA tour, uh, we have is a, a great example of what we're doing so we've done a couple of different things with the tour where we will bring fans through VR to experience things that they would not be able to see on TV and quite frankly would not even necessarily be able to experience while they're at the event. So for instance, in May, we put a camera in the water on the 17th hole (laughs) uh, at at the TPC and uh, TPC Sawgrass, and, you know, you had this unbelievable angle of being able to watch players, you know, hit hit their putts, including, by the way, hitting a hole-in-one uh, when Sergio hit their hole-in-one. So that's one example. Another is uh, pulling fans behind the scenes uh, and letting them see players warm up before they tee off or what are they doing between holes. Uh, and so at the President's Cup, we were able to provide fans with this unique experience uh, behind the ropes, you know, access that they otherwise would not be able to get, and enabling them to change cameras, change points of view, uh, go from one place to another, and, you know again, experience things that they just otherwise would not be able to experience in a full 3D, 360-degree environment. Now,
1: you mentioned this exclusive content like behind the ropes type thing. Is that kind of content becoming more and more important to an offering like this to try and differentiate it because I think that uh, you know as an offering in general just having access to the tour in 360 is pretty compelling on its own
0: yeah I think you know it's it's part of it is about differentiation uh, part of it is about being an entirely new platform for fans to be able to interact and engage with content and the Creativity and the ability and the access that you can give a fan when you have a 360-degree digital environment to play with is is phenomenal and incredibly exciting, and uh, in, in what you can do. And we've only just started to scratch the surface of of what that can mean. You'll see some companies that will that talk about oh let's take uh, let's take broadcast television and put it into VR and you'll have the largest screen uh, you know, that you've ever seen. Or there are um, you know, areas or people that, that talk about, oh, we're gonna transport you to sit courtside or sit right at the ropes. We believe that both of those are very, very important, but they're features, they're not the end game. The end game is really about changing the way and that fans interact and engage with the content whereby those two things are you know, features, if you will, or options that a fan can choose. But giving fans full personalization, full control over where they want to be, how they want to interact with the content, and um, be able to see things from, from a different type of storytelling. And these are all opportunities that, again, we're just starting to scratch the surface on the potential um, that we can provide to fans.
1: Now... So so the, the the company that was acquired by Intel about a year ago is Voke, and that's where you were working at before Intel acquired that technology. What kind of previous history do guys do you guys have in developing experiences like this? Because I think that the perception is that this is probably one of the first times we're seeing this in a mass market, but there's a lot of experience behind that.:
0: There's a lot of experience. So our two founders are uh, professors from university uh, sorry, from Washington State University. And they have been dabbling and immersed, in that order, in (laughs) VR for the past 20 years. Wow. So they've pioneered uh, VR technology uh, many, many years ago. We're working with uh, different companies around 3D imaging and whatnot. Uh, Aside from their professorship, uh, they also always had a company on the side where they were providing... Uh, VR-related services to big companies. And then a few years ago, you know, had this idea of, wait, why can't I watch my favorite team? Uh, their favorite team at that point being the Seattle Seahawks and uh, Washington State Cougars. You know, they were traveling. Why can't I watch the game in VR? Uh, and they had this sort of epiphany uh, with, you know, already 15 years of VR behind them. And the idea was born. And they pivoted to their side and eventually, you know, left the professor world uh, and the world of academia to pursue Vogue. So there is a lot of technology and a lot of history that has gone into where we are today. Uh, there's a small cohort of, I think, academics and professors uh, and, and, and a few other people who have been doing VR uh, you know, since, the, since the mid-90s. And uh, you know, the two founders of Vogue are, are, are you know, part of that leadership.
1: So fast forward to when Intel acquires Voke, I mean, uh, a powerhouse like Intel with the resources at its disposable, how did that change the, the direction of the company? Or did it just enhance it, really?
0: So I would say, you know, the few things. So first of all, you know, from a digital perspective, uh, to be, you know, a, a little bit crass, if you will, but at the end of the day, it's all data. Yeah. Right? So we are capturing and delivering vast amounts of data that take vast amounts of computing power to stitch, compute, encode, deliver, et cetera. And there is no company in the world that does a better job at those things than Intel. So from a technology perspective, it it has been and continues to be and will be a huge accelerator from a technology perspective. And secondly, when you think about the resources that Intel has, and the way in which we have gone about founding, if you will, internally the business unit Intel Sports, the you know funding, if you will, and resources that we have, and expertise across Intel that we've been able to have has been an incredible accelerator. So we continue, uh, you know, combining Vogue, especially with 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 the former Replay. Uh, Acquisition Intel those two those two companies together coming together to form one unified business unit with Intel Sports, uh, with the support and funding and resources from Intel has been a huge accelerator for us.
1: So, so David, you know, talk to so we we talk about VR, but we also talk. I want to talk about the other element of this, which is which is the 3D element. And I think the best experience or the best uh, example people can think of is I think it was the NBA All Star Game last year, um, or maybe last. Two years. I can't remember exactly which one, where we started to see the availability of this of this 3D model of the court, so you can actually not only see things from a different angle, but see this see the 3D rendering that looked so in- incredibly realistic that it really made your imagination go crazy. How do the two work off each other on the VR and the on the 3D side, and and what kind of experiences can we expect to see from that side?
0: So we have so you're right, we have two two different underlying technologies that enable us to create these experiences uh, for fans. So the one which we've been talking about is I'll call it fixed point VR, which is which is Vogue and where Vogue was born, and the expertise there today is around live sporting events and, and and changing the way that fans engage with live sporting events. And then the second technology what you're referring to is the the 3D technology. So it's a three sixty capture of volumetric video. What that means is we capture literally every three-dimensional pixel in a stadium. And we have cameras that are installed in arenas and stadiums all around that are able to capture all that video. And once you have that and can then deliver that through different mechanisms, whether it be mobile or integration into broadcast, you then can maneuver around the court or the arena or the stadium, uh, in a 360 degree view, literally from anywhere. And so, yes, you saw that, uh, the NBA All-Star game. You saw it in the NBA, uh, Eastern Conference Finals with, with the Cavs. Uh, we have installed that in stadiums with the NFL and with La Liga in Europe, with Barcelona and Real Madrid. And, the content that is generated from that is really, really unique and can be integrated into a broadcast to help with broadcast storytelling. But also uh, can be distributed uh, through digital mechanisms, uh, whether it be mobile, web, or even social media, to be able to experience those those 3D, those oh, sorry, 360 degree, uh, you know, content mechanisms. Now, now
1: given given that consumers are obviously this is. Just- New to a lot of people, what has the experience been in terms of the consumer perspective? Have you seen a really any any positive not even positive, i know it's positive but I'm curious what the reaction's been really
0: I can sum that up in one word which is almost universal when we show someone actually both the 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 true v r experience and the and the 3d is is the word wow <laughs> I mean, you you show it to someone for the first time and, and literally that's the word. That comes out of their mouth. Wow, this is so cool. Um, and, and they want more. Or so, if it's in VR, they want to explore the next, the next thing and go to the next spot on the, on the floor. If it's, if it's the 3D powered content, they want to watch the next clip. Uh, we have something called a laser wall, which is, you know, if you think about that in, in, uh, football or NFL, you can literally create a laser wall down the goal line and we can tell you whether the football, the hand, the foot was over the line <laughs> and scored the touchdown, you know, probably as good as, you know, any uh, replay technology that the NFL is using. But we do that for fans, obviously, and it's, it's a fun way of showing highlights. And it's, it's the, 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 the other thing that we do is we can actually zoom in, and we did this with, the, with, uh, the, with Fox at the Super Bowl, and now we're doing it with the NFL – on nfl.com and that is what we call be the player. So we can actually zoom in and show the perspective of what it was like to be the quarterback or the running back on any given play. Wow! Now that today is a still, uh, but you can imagine that anything from, you know, that starts with a still photo can eventually become a video and then can eventually become a longer video and et cetera and so forth. So. Um, the be the player is a really uh, another unique perspective that we provide fans that uh, that they love.
1: So, so what are, when when you go, you know, you approach a new league or you approach a new company, and you and uh, do you even have to try to convince them that this is something they need to do, or is this, is the reaction the same? Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, you know, in any any time you're doing something new in the rights landscape, there's always going to be some convincing. Right, rights rights are a key component. Now we're not out there. Um, uh, buying rights. What we are doing is enabling the rights holder, whether that be the league, or the broadcaster, or digital uh, distributor that has bought those rights from the league. We're we're here to make those rights more valuable to them by creating these new ways of of interacting, attracting new types of fans, engaging more, et cetera. Um, so that's that's how we would you know approach it.
1: So really, at the end of the day, it's, it's you know, content is king, and you're making that content so appealing that, of course, you know, it, it becomes a, a value add for them, for sure.
0: Absolutely. I mean, from the, from the media companies, they're, they are admittedly trying to figure out, you know, their business models and how they are going to monetize this new medium and how they're going to get engaged. But from an overall experience perspective, you know, there there's no shortage of demand for wanting to, uh, you know, experiment with this. But... And then scale it out to their fans.
1: I can just imagine um, working working there. Um, I guess there's I guess there's no shortage of wow moments even for you as things are being developed.
0: Well, look, I've been in the sports and media technology world for for, for many years. Uh, I won't date myself, <laughs> but I can tell you that I always, always, always put my fan hat on. And and try to make sure that whenever I'm doing something, I step out of what I'm doing every day and look at what I'm doing from a fan perspective. And I will tell you, there is, like, as you just said, there is no shortage of, of wow moments. This is so cool. We are. You know, pioneering the next wa- next wave of how fans will interact with content, and uh, it's it's very very exciting.
1: You know, I think that uh, you know our listeners will probably attest to this, but Intel has probably touched every every single human on on this planet in some way, shape or form, whether it be through processing technology to experiences like this. To uh, think about, you know the, every bit of technology that we've touched on, I think there's a way that Intel's footprint is on that, whether that be through IP or whatnot. I I cannot wait to see the experiences that you guys pump out in, in both the near future and I can't even imagine what it will be like in 10 years from now.
0: I, I have a lot of fun trying to imagine <laughs> what it will be like in 10 years, but whatever I'm imagining now will probably be different. Um, but I've, but it is very, very, uh, very, very exciting and, and, and very, very fun. And I, I love what I'm doing and, and um, it is a huge responsibility being part of Intel and representing the Intel brand, um, and being able to, at the end of the day, have fans—whether uh, it's through our brand or whether it's through our partners' brands—be able to experience this stuff is, is at the end of the day, what we're, what we're really doing. It's this is really about, uh, you know, the fans and being able to interact with the, the athletes and the teams and the leagues that they love.
1: David Offhauser is the managing director at Intel Sports. I'm sure you'll uh, be able to experience all these cool VR experiences which uh, are available right now. Uh, very, very cool stuff. It is Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Aflalo. Thank you again for joining us. On Twitter, it is at your yourtechreport, facebook.com slash Report, and of course our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Report. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Mark Aflalo. Thank you again for joining us.